0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez.
1: Right, here we go, brand new Flyers Daily for the 10th of February, 2023, Friday, uh, Super Bowl weekend. It's going to be a great Philly sports weekend, back-to-back Flyers game Saturday and Sunday, Nashville and Seattle. And the Flyers are coming off a win to kind of kick things off last night against the Edmonton Oilers. What a game. The Flyers were not capable earlier this season, maybe even six weeks ago, seven weeks ago of playing and winning a game like that. It, it kind of goes back to that Winnipeg game before the break as well, where they ran 11-7. This game, they run 12-6, and six, and they really limit what Connor McDavid, the best offensive player the NHL has seen in decades. When you talk about overall points, he averages about 1.5 points per game in his now eighth season in the NHL. He's on pace for 149.7 points this season, and they hold him to an assist in the game. They hold the highest scoring team in the NHL. Edmonton comes into that game last night, 3.76 goals per game, one, number one in the NHL. They don't take a penalty and put the number one ranked 32% power play on the ice the entire game. And why is that impressive? Not taking a penalty against Edmonton because you have to be so detail-oriented against that team. You cannot take a shift off. You have to—I called it a high-bandwidth and very mentally exhausting game for these players because I'm sure every time you go on the ice, especially when they're running 11-7, either Dreisaitl or McDavid could jump over the boards at any point if they're not already on the ice— And when players like that and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Hyman and the offensive weapons they have, Kane, then you have to be so detail-oriented. And it's not just the angle you take on the player with the puck. It's also supporting your teammate and being in the right spot. Because with that speed, you know, there are going to be times when guys like McDavid are going to be able to get around you. But there's got to be help in the right spot. And I felt like there was great puck support in this game against the Edmonton Oilers. And the Flyers just came out, really dictated the terms in the first period, played very well, opened the scoring in the game at 7.50 of the first period when Kevin Hayes picked up his 16th goal of the year. thought Travis Sanheim was really instrumental in that. And if there was a guy that ever needed an assist, it was Travis Sanheim. But I talked to him after the first period uh, of the game for the intermission, and he said, I need to get back to my game. And I asked him, I said, I'm assuming... What you're referring to is you jumping up in the play, leading the rush, joining the rush, distributing off the rush and being an option. And he said, absolutely. He said, I've gotten away from it, and I've got to do that. And you saw it there on that goal, which is why I asked to talk to him after the first intermission. Join the rush, drops the side puck off for Kevin Hayes. Then he kind of sucks the defender down a little bit lower, and Hayes is able to beat Skinner. Puts the Flyers on the board. They go up 1-0. Scott Lawton with the other assist with Sandheim. 156 into the second period. Evander Kane picks up his eighth goal of the season, kind of a similar play to the Hayes goal where McDavid's leading the rush, drops it off and drives a little bit to the outside and Kane just ends up beating Carter Hart, who gets a piece of it and kind of goes through the glove in the body of Hart. It's going to be one that he won't like, but the good news is is that right after that, the shift after this goal by Evander Kane, same group still on the ice. It's still McDavid and Kane on the ice, and they get a 10-bell scoring chance. Maybe 20 seconds later, McDavid comes down the right side on the rush, and Rasmus and goes and cuts him off, and he passes a puck over to Evander Kane, who's got a yawning cage until a sliding Carter Hart comes over with the right pad, makes a huge save, collects the puck, and gets a stoppage of play. That's a really good sign. After you give up a goal that you don't like, to be able to put it in the rear view, move forward, reset mentally, and go, you know what, I don't like that goal against the highest scoring team in the league. But to be able to battle and not let it affect you moving forward. Easy to say, very hard to do. And then Hart, simply excellent. The rest of the game as well. Made several huge saves in the third period. And then into the overtime, final minute of the overtime, as a matter of fact. Connor McDavid with pretty point-blank opportunity as a defender is kind of backing off him. Hart takes a little bit of ice, makes himself big, and snaps a beautiful glove save, again, against an elite, elite scorer in Connor McDavid. So McDavid ends the game without a goal. He gets the one assist, his 53rd of the season, and we go to overtime. And you're going, are you kidding me? Overtime against this team with McDavid, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, those offensive weaponry that they have and speed with all that open ice out there with three-on-three, three? Flyers survive it. They they get that overtime, get it to the final horn, and then you go, okay, we're 1-8 and eight in overtime this season. We know where the organization has been since the shootout was instituted in the NHL, and it's not good. It's the worst in the league. And you're going, can we really beat this team? Can the Flyers beat this team in a shootout after surviving an overtime against them and holding them to one goal? They go out in the shootout. Travis Konechny takes the first shot. Uh, He does not get anything really to shoot at. Skinner played it perfectly, read it perfectly. And Konechny ends up not being able to score. Connor McDavid then goes in on Carter Hart. You're going, are you kidding me? And Hart just stays down on the puck, gives him nothing, and eventually – McDavid runs out of space, doesn't even get a shot or an attempt at the goal. Morgan Frost then goes in, and left-handed shot, comes in on a real acute angle from the left side, which I thought was strange, and just kind of shuffled Skinner across the crease a little bit and then snapped one and beat him just under his glove. Got the Flyers on the board in the shootout. And the thing that's interesting about that is usually a left-hand shot wants to come in with the blade of their stick in the middle of the ice, not coming from the wall, And he's kind of backing in, but he pulls the puck to his feet a little bit. And I think that's what fooled Skinner. Great release by Morgan Frost. He had a really strong game as well. Uh, Four shots on goal in the game. Gets that goal there in the shootout. It's a big one. But then Ryan Nugent Hopkins goes down. Picks up a goal on Carter Hart to tie the shootout at one. And then James Van Riemsdyk. I don't really ever recall in both of James' stints as a flyer many times at all that, or if any, that he was... player in the shootout but he goes in and makes a real nice move and finishes and beats Skinner and then Leon Dreisaitl has a chance to extend it on Carter Hart and Carter Hart makes the save the Flyers get a shootout win two to one over the Edmonton Oilers if you would have told me yesterday before that game that they would win a game two to one over Edmonton in the shootout I would have thought you were crazy I would have checked you in But that's exactly what happened. Boy, what a goaltending performance once again. And uh, I thought the guys did a really good job of Noah Cates in particular. He was excellent in the game. And not only did he, I think 24 of uh, McDavid's 28 shifts, he was on the ice. You'll hear Torts talk about that in a minute. I thought his positioning was great, playing through the hands of Connor McDavid. And then the other thing, he actually drove some offense while having to deal with McDavid on the ice. He had a couple good scoring chances in the first period. What an excellent performance out of him. Morgan Frost with a good performance in the game. Travis Sanheim was good in the game. Obviously, Carter Hart was good in the game. So Flyers come away with a win that, like I said, to to start off the pod, I don't think they could have won that game seven weeks ago. I I don't think they were a team that could maintain that structure, that discipline, that positioning and detail of their game to be able to come away with a 2-1 win over Edmonton in this particular situation. But after the game, I had a chance to catch up with the only man that wears a letter on his jersey for this Flyers team, Scott Lawton. Took some key face-offs in the game. And once again, he had to deal with McDavid a good amount as well. And if he wasn't dealing with McDavid, he was dealing with Dreisaitl. So... That's no cup of tea as well. So here's my conversation with Scott Lawton. Uh, we're with Scott Lawton postgame. Uh, what a game that was. Boy, you have the detail you have to play against that team with at all times where it will just end up in the back of your net. You guys were really dialed in tonight.
2: Yeah, you got to be on high alert uh, on the bench. Uh, realize uh, the matchups and uh, who Torts wanted out there, but uh, that's a great win for our group. That's, uh, that feels good, to be honest. You know, uh, coming back home, uh playing that way and, and uh played a really high offensive team with the uh, best player in the world and uh found a way
1: is the is the bigger takeaway in this i mean they're the highest scoring team in the league they came in 3.76 goals per game you guys hold them to one is it just the structure and all those elements because we know torch preaches about that ad nauseum
2: yeah they like to uh quick up transition uh hit with speed uh our system um, I guess maybe plays into that a little bit where we stay in the middle and uh, protect the middle, but kudos to uh, a bunch of guys out there that uh, played against that top line tonight. Casey, young guy uh, who hasn't played center a lot in his career. i got to give him a big shout-out. He was great.
1: Um, One of the elements of this game is you've been here a long time, lots. You know the struggles this season in overtime, and certainly for the franchise in the shootout to win it that way feel a little extra special. That's like the cherry on top, right?
2: Yeah, 100%, obviously. Uh, You win a couple of those overtime games. You pick up four or five of those points, and uh, you're a point or two back. So, um, again, great win. Uh, Another two games at home, but uh, this one feels good. We'll enjoy this one tonight and get back at it tomorrow
1: team sport last thing for you carter in this game excellent he gives up a goal that he's not gonna like bounces back on the next shift with a huge save on kane on a on a play with him and mcdavid talk about the, the performance of your goaltender yet again
2: unbelievable he's uh he's been our best player all year was again tonight and uh overtime makes a a huge uh, glove save on mcdavid and uh you know what? That crowd was, uh, I got chills there at the end. Uh, that was it was good. good in here tonight, wasn't it? It was unbelievable. The energy, um, and you know what? It helps when uh, we get off to a start like that. We play with the puck and, and uh, get going.
1: Uh, lots. Enjoy this win. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Scott Lawton game, I think the guys are going to be tired tomorrow mentally from that game. That's one of those high bandwidth mentally exhausting games. Uh, but thanks to Scott Lawton for joining us. Uh, let's get to the head coach. He's, he addressed the media after the game. Talk about the win. Talk about some of the decisions that took place. Obviously, the decision to challenge the goalie interference, which, as Tort said, he'll summons Forrest Gump because you never know what you're going to get when it comes to uh, goalie interference in the NHL. And if the Flyers lose that challenge, Edmonton's up 2-1, and they're putting that 32% power play on the ice to try and go up 3-1. That was a huge element in the game. So stick taps to the video judge, uh, video guys who uh, advised Torts to challenge that for goalie interference. You still don't know because there's a lot of ambiguity around goalie interference. But here's the head coach after the win. At
2: the beginning of last game, you said you felt like it was men versus boys. How do you feel like they responded to that and just
0: start the game tonight? Well, we checked. Um, Two most important points before the game we talked about was our checking habits uh, along with Forcing them to play in their end with our forechecking, which is part of checking and staying out of the box. And uh, I I think I think Willie gave us a stat before the game. We have 118 five on five goals. They have 135. So what does that tell you their power play? Obviously, it's lethal. So huge part of the game was our discipline
1: a lot the past couple of games past past couple of days about the idea of at this time of year the intensity goes up and you're going to learn a lot about this team by how they respond to that intensity. Why were they able to respond to that intensity better than they did especially in the first period on Monday.
0: Yeah I, I, I think it's a matter of. Uh, th- that's one thing this team has done all year long. They have rebounded and uh, I think they have found their way knowing. Uh, when they haven't uh, worked correctly. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, l- listen, the second third period of that Island game, I thought we were the better team. It's just the first period. And um, I, th- I think there is, and I'm sure they go through it all the time, Edmonton, when you have some of the players they have, the McDavid and Dreisaitl and, and right on down the line there, uh, teams, there's a readiness. If you don't have a readiness against that team, uh, you'll get spanked. So we, we, we discussed a lot about the checking part of the game and the, the battle part of the game and trying to draw them into our game. Uh, I'm I'm very happy how we played the full 65 and found a way to uh, to win a shootout.
2: On the uh, goal interference play, how confident were you in getting the goal overturned
0: in the challenge? Well, I'm never Real confident cool. with that because it's a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> and. Uh, um, mm. Again, mm-hmm. the, our video guys, they terrific job. Uh, we felt it looked like, uh, we, we thought it was interference, but they have a chance to look at some, some different angles, and they immediately called down to us after a couple minutes there and, and told us the challenge. So terrific job by our video guys. Carter, got a ton of
2: help from you guys, but he also made some big saves. How good was he? Glove
0: save yeah. on McDavid there. Um, the shootout. Look who he's, who he's facing in the shootout. Uh, uh, I, I thought we played very well in front of him, but he made some key saves at key times. The thing I liked about it is we checked, and I hope we learned from it, is we checked and we kept our patience. Uh, I, I thought our, our, our placement of the puck, our, uh, of just chipping and getting underneath the hash instead of making plays into the middle of the ice all the time, which is, it's just so dangerous against that team. I thought we had some really good patience with our game, but also we're on our toes. That's tough to do, and I, I think it's going to be—it's a really good—it's uh, uh, a game that we can lean on when we need to play that style. I think it's a very important way to play this time of year. Did
1: you think Morgan Frost showed that his game is really maturing
0: the way he played He all? played good tonight. Yeah, he played good tonight, but it—it. It, it, I haven't seen him the past few games prior to tonight. You know, I, I don't think his game was there the, the prior to tonight's game, but I thought he, uh, thought he played very well. Uh, scores a big shootout goal for us, got re- rewarded there. Um, yeah, I, I, like I say, everybody keeps asking me about Frosty. You, you, you need to see it consistently. And uh, uh, got another, another tough team coming up here. Uh, Hopefully he keeps on playing. I, I thought he had a really good game tonight.
1: John, I know when you uh, when you go through the tape, obviously you're going to find things you want to you, know, you want to nitpick and whatnot. But this game as a whole, can you use this one as you know when you guys are going against teams that are in the race that are battling, you can point to this one and say, see, we can do it. Ab-
0: absolutely, and, and just what I said, just it, it, and everybody everybody crawls all over me when I talk about defense and checking. You have to you don't win in the playoffs if you don't do that and um yeah i i, I just thought our body position our sticks uh, our commitment just our concentration commitment to checking on the right side of the puck uh was really good tonight that's why we have a chance to win the game and um yeah it, 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 it's a game they should feel real good about themselves about and i'm sure we'll talk about it in certain situations when other games come up you throughout the year how you've given you No. Know, Kate so much more responsibility <laughs> than a rookie normally has. And, of course, he went against Flyers, or the Flyers, the Oilers, top line, and McDavid. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like he responded to that challenge? Yeah, I, I think McDavid had, I uh, looked in the sheet, 28 shifts. Uh, Kate's, he's probably out there for probably 24, 25. Um, if not him, it's lots. Uh, those were the two lines against Drysaddle. And then he'd load them up. Uh, he was moving them all over the place. Uh, I don't think Noah Cates is afraid of that. Uh, uh, Again, tonight he won some battles, crucial battles in the corner, in our end zone, not to allow them to continue to be in in the offensive part of their game. We're going the other way with the puck. He he is, uh, uh, I just rely on him. And I think he feels very comfortable in those situations right now. The the team is to get the win uh, regulation considering the struggles that you guys have had in the Yeah, way. yeah, yeah, we, we were, uh, I was looking at my sheet as far as shootouts and uh, the shootout guys, and I know there hasn't been a lot of success here with it. And I was kind of, I was polling them. I was going down the bench, asking them, are they any good at it? And um, yeah, and we kind of won it that way. And uh, uh, I, I was going to lead off with TK because I know TK uh, is dying to score a goal and trying to get him a goal. He deserves to lead off, and Frosty had a good game. And then from there, it was kind of conversations with the players. And, uh, uh, yeah, we we haven't won many of them, but tonight was a big one for us. John
1: Tortorella addressing the media after the Flyers' 2-1 win over the Edmonton Oilers. Two down, two to go on this four-game homestand. Two matinees this weekend. Nashville, 1230 on Saturday, and 1 o'clock on Sunday. Dave Haxtall will return with the Seattle Kraken. Then the Flyers will head out on the road for four games. And they'll see Edmonton on that road trip as well. So that should be interesting. Uh, But thanks for listening. Everybody, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the win. Kicks off a great sports weekend here in Philadelphia. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily.